Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, a wild live taping of Happy, Sad, Confused with the one and only Jeff Goldblum. Hey guys, Josh Horowitz here with another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused, and yes, another live taping in New York City that we recorded for your benefit. If you couldn't be there in person, and I know many of you obviously can't for various reasons, uh, we couldn't deny you the madness, the genius of the one and only Jeff Goldblum, currently starring in the ginormous hit. Of course, it's a ginormous hit. It's a Jurassic Park movie. It's a Jurassic World movie. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion now in theaters. It features the return of Jeff and Sam Neill and Laura Dern, as well as the new cast. And uh, it's packing them in. So check it out. Uh, More on Jeff in a second. But first, I want to talk about our next live event coming up very soon. We've been doing a bunch of these lately. And our next one is on tap for next week in New York City with Evan Rachel Wood, star of Westworld. The new season of Westworld is about to drop. We're going to talk about that. But we're also going to talk about anything and everything about Evan's remarkable career from 13 to across the universe Uh, True Blood, so much to catch up on with Evan. She's always a delight, so talented. So June 22nd in New York City at the 92nd Street Y, 7.30 p.m., all the information in the show notes. Get your tickets now. I believe there will be a virtual option if you can't be there in person. And uh, yeah, as always, I hope to see some of you guys there. All right, let's talk about today's show, which, as I said, it features Jeff Goldblum, who, of course, has been on the podcast a couple times before. And is there's there's just nobody like him. I mean, I'm talking about, yes, the affectation, the uh, vocal, unique vocal mannerisms, but also that brilliant mind that darts and weaves and is just a joy to try to uh, keep up with. I always feel like it's a bit of a roller coaster in the best possible way to hang with Jeff, and this evening may have taken the cake. Uh, this is a long episode. This is, I think, like almost like an hour and 15, an hour and 20 minutes, something like that. Um, we just kept talking. And a lot of it, as you'll hear, is real free association about movies and movies that Jeff loves and movies that I love. Uh, he came prepared with a list, a super long list of movies that he watched growing up in Pittsburgh with his sister uh, he came prepared with his comfort movie and two plus pages of handwritten notes <laughs> about the comfort movie. I mean, Jeff Goldblum gets a gold star, gets an A in my book for prep. Did more prep than I did. Um, we talked about Jurassic Park, the original, uh, what he brought to that role of Ian Malcolm and how he how he created it, um, both from the, the page and from his own interpretation. Uh, and of course, we talk about him, again, reteaming with his old friends, Sam Neill and Laura Dern in the new film, Jurassic World Dominion. But there's, I mean, there's just so much in this episode. There's a ton about all the great roles in his career. There's a ton about the movies he loves. There's a ton about his approach to acting. Um, I don't even know what to say. There's, there's, we talk about his, his drug use. Okay, that makes it sound illicit and like rampant. No, he talks about a couple times that he, he did acid like 40 years ago. So don't worry. Don't cancel Jeff Goldblum for dropping acid 45 years ago. Um, but this was, was such a delight and it was really fun to share it with a New York City crowd. Uh, and it's always fun to do these uh, events in conjunction with 92Y who are awesome to work with. Uh, and I'm so thrilled that we get to share it with you guys. I'm trying to think if there's anything that's not going to translate 
uh, in audio form. I mean, you know, there's there's the usual references. Jeff is a very tangible, in the moment person who will reference things around him. So yeah, he'll reference the flowers on the table, etc. But I think you'll get it. And if you want to watch it, by the way, you have that option. I should I don't mention this every week, and I, I keep forgetting. But Patreon, the Happy Sad Confused Patreon, I encourage you guys to check out if you so desire. Patreon.com/slash/HappySadConfused. We put up nearly every episode of the podcast there. Not only do we put up the episodes early, but we put up video versions, so you can watch all 80 minutes or so of me and Jeff um, on the Patreon. Uh, as well as literally probably a hundred other or fifty hundred other video um, versions of the podcast there right now, and we add every single week. And we add game nights. We're doing these episodes of a second look. We just posted. Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned that we put up our episode of a second look featuring uh, Loki star Tom Hiddleston and writer Michael Waldron and director Kate Heron, and that was a blast. That just went up a few days ago. That's a deep dive into a bunch of scenes that we love from the Loki series. Um, that's on exclusively on the Patreon. You can check that out. Um, yeah, an embarrassment of riches, guys. Let's see, what else to mention? Uh, I'll tease this. We got a chance, and by we I mean me, <laughs> I got a chance to catch up with Chris Evans. Yeah, big time Chris Evans. Um, talking about his new wonderful Pixar film, Lightyear. Uh, that's going to be, that's an MTV News interview I did for them. That's going to be out there, I believe, the end of this week, this Friday, just in time for the release of Lightyear. Um, I'll put that out there on my social media as always. But it was it was a real fun one. I was so thrilled. It's been a while since I I uh, had a one-on-one with Chris. Um, and he was he was great. We, we touched on a lot of things. So, so look forward to that one. And... Just not much else to say except to say, like, we are in such a groove, guys, on the podcast. I'm so thrilled. Not only the live episodes, but, you know, we had Gary Oldman um, uh, last week. I've got another legendary actor I've always wanted on the podcast that has been taped. That's coming up very soon. Mentioned Evan Rachel Wood. There's a there's a lot of really cool folks um, coming up on the podcast. And I'm just so, so thrilled that you guys are here with me on this adventure through the podcast landscape. Um, remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy, Sad, Confused. Spread the good word. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. Decide if that's for you. Um, and let's get to the main event, because like I said, this is a long, juicy one uh, with, yes, the one and only Mr. Jeff Goldberg. a man of many talents. He is a fine actor. He's a human meme generator. He is the star of Jurassic World Dominion. Please give a New York welcome to Mr. Jeff Goldblum. Look at you, look at your audience, may I? Hey, this is different, this Spence, than the, than the other one, right? Have you ever been to the other? To, to, why, 92nd why? Street Y proper? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was different, wasn't it? It, it was kind of a big, bigger space. A, a bit of a bigger space. Look, we're intimate. We want to get up close and personal with you today, Jeff. We must. We're going to go around the room over each person here we're going to get to know tonight. I hope so. I uh, hope so. Do they? Are they going to ask questions, may I ask? Yes, we're going to take some of your questions really? towards the end of the evening. So. That's kind of my favorite part, although I wow. want to... Wow. I want to no, no, no. There. This is really? nothing against you. <laughs> no. Hey, and look at this uh, yeah. arrangement. Yeah, huh? I, I put that together for you. Do you what like have you it? done? Yeah, I love you. Ever you ever see you know that you go on these things like you know some of those daytime talk shows and yeah. they have plastic or silk flowers? Nope. Real. I'm highly opposed to it. The real stuff. What is this? Wait a minute. This is called the. Uh, hey, that smells good. That's aromatic. Yeah, this is going to go well for the podcast listeners. Those listening yeah, to you smell a flower. I, well, what kind? Well, let's say to the. Does anybody? Can anybody identify that flower? What? That's obviously a peony. What'd you call me? Excuse me? Oh yeah, so a peony, of course. And this, of course, is the is the is the noble lily. Am I correct? Just go with it. It's what? Do you work? Are you a florist, ma'am? What, what's happening? What's a, what kind of lily is this? A calla lily. A calla oh, lily. Like the calla lilies are in bloom. Of course, said by that was the impersonation done by everybody when they did. I know. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You would. You would certainly know. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Catherine Hepburn. The are in bloom. You know. Da 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 da. They do that. Well, a lovely, a lovely, and of course the the thistle. I believe no arrangement is is complete without the thistle. I'm just gonna leave and let you. <laughs> I don't and, know why I bothered to write notes for this. I should know better by now, Jeff. Well, we have, come on, we have a, well, this is going to be a three hour, This is a three hour, hour podcast. This is a benefit. Okay, questions. Let's get to questions. I have no questions for you, except, no, I do, I have, I have some things I want to cover with you. Um, we're, in case you didn't know, you're in New York City. You might not know that because you've been traveling the world. No, this is I'm, New York. I'm well aware that I'm in New York City. I love New York City. So, yes. I do. You. And we took a poll. New York City loves you, Jeff. Really? Um, well, and these are New York. You have civic pride, I see, and you have. Of course. Uh, of course. Really? I do love New York City. Hey, just a book, bookmark that for a second. Have you ever seen all you New York lovers? Have you ever seen Rick Burns, R.I.C. Ken Burns' brother, documentary called New York, a documentary series? Excellent. I love that. I've seen that a couple of times all the way through. Uh, you know, even the score gets me. Da 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 da, bum bum gang gong, bum gong gang gong, gong gong. It kind of quotes musically the Gershwin thing, sure. but it kills me. I'm in tears during that whole thing. I love love that. Approximately, I'm just going to keep going. Approximately 49 years ago, by my count. For, 49? I think 49. You made your film debut, shooting a film right here in New York City, just across the park. You were. Freak number one. Freak number one, yes, yes. In, uh, in Death Wish. A little picture called Death Wish. It was the first of that series. Uh, do you know who directed it? Oh, oh, oh I do know. Michael um, Winner. Michael Winner, yeah. exactly right. British director. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I have to really be on my A game with Jeff. He really keeps you on your toes, well, I like to play tri Oof. trivia games. And, um, and that was 1973-ish, I think. It was the first movie I ever auditioned for after coming out of the neighborhood playhouse and it was hot to act and try my stuff out and should they send us up to the Gulf and Western building in Columbus Circle and, and three at a time we went in and you know did you know nasty looking things you know and da, da, da. You, and were, then, you were the nasty looking things? Who was the yes, nasty looking yes, things? Yes, yes, you know okay. if you haven't yeah. seen it with the three, there were oh, th if you're going to be a freak or number one freak or two Freak number one and be, two and yeah. three we all go we, we meet to Hope Lang 
to Charles Bronson's wife and daughter, Kathy Tolan was her name, uh, in the Gristides supermarket and, uh, and uh, put a bead on it and then follow them home to their Upper East Side apartment and uh, then may say, uh, groceries, ma'am, and uh, get into the apartment, do very bad things to them, which causes Bronson to go off on that spree. Never finds us, but he goes off and starts looking for bad guys all over. He doesn't like crime in New York. And that was in the 70s during the Manhattan, as you know, Gerald Ford, drop dead New York mm -hmm. period. And it was, you know, it was a different town. Was New York always the goal? Did you, was New York your first stop um, when you left home or was LA a pit stop? Like, well, give me the sequence of events of New York versus LA. That was the sequence of events and I'll tell you, but it was not strategic. It was not a goal. I had, you know, I came from Pittsburgh, uh, West Homestead. Uh, and uh, when I was 17, I tried out for Carnegie Mellon University where I'd gone to a couple of summer sessions between ninth and 10th and 10th and 11th grades, fallen in love with life and that campus and acting, was obsessed with doing it. Tried out for that school. They turned me down. I was bad in the audition. I did a couple of bad things and then I scrambled around and came to New York and found myself at the neighborhood playhouse with still Sanford Meisner. It was the best thing to have happened. Uh uh, um, and then I, you know, I, I found um, I, my parents got me in, and my mom came and set me up in this apartment on East 57th, near the neighborhood playhouse. Went to that school, et cetera, et cetera. During that summer, between the first and second years, I fell into the Delacorte Theater production of Two Gentlemen of Verona with Raoul Julia. Galt McDermott had done the music, uh, who had done Hair, of course, and and and. Um, John Guare adapted the Shakespeare for the play. It was the biggest hit that the Shakespeare Festival had ever had. Joe Papp was still around in those days. And, uh, and uh, it was uh, very good. And then I started the second year of the Playhouse and then went to Broadway with it, the St. James Theater. Uh, and the, the, the rest is uh, not historical, but uh, <laughs> trivial and, no, it is historic. and, uh, and boring. And was, the, was the goal to pursue oh, right. film? Was that the ultimate goal? Or right, was that's it? the question. So, I, no, I didn't have, <laughs> so I came from, I was just taking one step at a time and one day at a time, and that was the thing. So, I, no, I had no goal. The goal was to, geez, could I possibly pursue this thing or find myself into a school and then uh, by a fluke into a production? Let's see what happens. I had a belly full of uh, 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 inflammation. Oh, oh no. <laughs> or some, some malady of that kind. I'd gotten the bug, and, um, and that's what led me from one thing to another. So one thing led to another. Yeah. No, but when I first thought of being an actor, I think it's because my parents took me to see theater. That's true. And I was like, oh, and I was very jazzed up about it. And what are they doing? And who are those people? And I got to do something like that. I was kind of stage struck. But at the same time, I was watching some movies, which we'll go into, maybe. I'll, I have He's a come list. with preparation. I have a uh, list of me. all the movies that I saw when I was a kid in a movie theater. Uh, you know, because I'm telling people to go see this Jurassic movie in movie theaters. So it, I, I started to think about what are the first movies I saw. And I had very big experiences with interesting movies that you may be interested in hearing about or not uh, when, I, when I was little. Let's go right to it. Look, you put in the effort. Let's, we don't want to <laughs> run out of time I put in the talking effort. about flowers And by the way, here's tonight. some gum we, if we want to chew oh, yeah. during this thing. We'll pass it around. I always find that yeah. that is fine. Uh, so, I stole it from Jimmy Fallon. Wow. This was a, this was in the not from him personally, but it was in the oh. green room. I think they mean you to yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Help yourself. Take anything that's not nailed down to a pack basically. of gum. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Okay. You can take the flowers with you tonight. But if I you'd do. Like. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. But I do love gum. I'm a I'm a cereal chewer. 
if given half a chance, I'll go one, put it away, next run, until the whole pack is gone. This is like a serial killer's handwriting right here. I'm seeing the handwritten well, notes. This is to our other topic that you encouraged me oh, yeah, to yeah. also include okay. in that. And I'll tell you what I did in order to make these notes. But I didn't try to rewrite them prettily or, you know, no. I just kind of put them where, where they... Uh, okay, so, so these, these are films you saw so, yes. growing up that made an impact. Yes, yes. The far, there, I have two different categories. One is, <laughs> one is um, the ones that I saw at the Leona Theater with my sister Pam. Yes. And that was very young, although the other ones are some young too, but there's very young, but those are the ones we went by ourselves. They put us off, you know, 25 cents or whatever it was to see a double bill or a single bill uh, every couple of weeks at the Leona, a beautiful theater with three balconies or a candy, candy box of a, of a theater. And we would see the first run of, now I'm going to go, let's go through some of these. Well, this made a big impression on me. Absent-minded professor. Oh. Would you know what that is? Of course. Fred McMurray. Fred Flubber. McMurray. Flubber. That flying car model. I thought that was great. And then, of course, Fred McMurray, which I think is on this list, too, in the apartment, playing Jeff Sheldrake. Ooh, I love that movie. So, so The Blob. How about The Blob with Steve? I just watched that recently again. Steve McQueen's first movie. First and he's already... He went to the Neighborhood Playhouse, too. I think he studied with Sandy Meisner. He was already... Are all of your films on the list goo-related? Do they have flubber or blobbish? No, okay, okay, you may okay, assume okay, that okay. after two. But listen to this. Here's a, here's a list of uh, who, who, who stars in these. The Bellboy, Cinderfella, Disorderly Orderly, Visit to a Small Planet, Geisha Boy, Delicate Delinquent, Rockabye Baby, and Nutty Professor. Of course, it's Jerry Lewis. And I was, you know, uh, can I be indiscreet and tell you that I was cast as his son in Max Rose, his last movie, as a gap, uh, before a gasp Kevin the Pollack, before, Kev, before I bowed out to do something else, and Kevin Pollack took, oh, the wonderful Kevin Pollack took over for that part, but not before I had gone to Las Vegas yeah. to bond with Jerry. Uh, I had met, well, I'd met him on one occasion, very briefly, but we spent a couple hours together in Vegas <laughs> in his office. And I'm telling you, he had meant a lot to me. I'd, since I saw those, it was just post-Dean breakup and all those Paramount movies that he started to direct, uh, I thought he was kind of great. And, and uh, so hanging out with him, of course, at that stage, a different Jerry, an older Jerry. And what as about, we what all... about the, the famous film that he directed that's never been released? Do you know about that one? The Day the Clown Cried, of course yes. I do. Do you guys know about this? You know Jerry Lewis also invented, essentially, playback. I know that on Cinderfella, yes. yes. He wanted to see, he was directing himself and needed to see the thing. So yes, the playback, which they have on the camera now so you can see what's just recorded, what you've just filmed, was his invention. Remarkable, yeah. Yes, he has that book, The Complete Filmmaker, Jerry Lewis, The Complete Filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know all about that. Well, I did a movie called Adam Resurrected that has a, was a little bit like uh, The Day the Clown Cried. Here I am a performer and a right. comedian, and I go to the concentration camps and the guy, yeah. Therein hangs a tale. Much hilarity ensues, as well, you can imagine. Paul uh, Schrader films are generally laugh riots. Paul yeah. Schrader, well, interesting <laughs> guy. We could talk about many, many things. <laughs> Lovely guy. I love him. Very good. Okay. Uh, that sterile Cuckoo. Who knows that? I don't know that one. Liza Minnelli. Oh. I think early on, first, first movie maybe. Sterile Cuckoo. Oh, Georgie Girl. 
Lynn Redgrave, with whom I then later acted at some point. Hey there, Georgie girl. Prince ringing down the street, street, so fancy free. Georgie girl. I love that. It's different uh, when you sing it to my face. It feels like a different kind of vibe. I like to I sing like to your face. <laughs> um, hey, how about, and you can stop me anytime, because there are- I don't guys, think I can. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm directable. I'm nothing if not directable. Um, Bridge on the River uh, Kwai, now yes. we're talking. Yeah. Uh, come on. Oh my gosh, and I just saw it recently again. You can imagine me at 11, or I don't know when I saw it. Well, we, I was born in 52, so whenever it came out, it was the year it came out. That's a, you know, anti-war movie of uh, sophistication, of course, David Lean. You know, wow, I just saw it recently and went, wow, Bill Holden is a kind of great guy, but any, I, I think the theme is anybody who gets involved in the madness of war loses their humanity. Right. He becomes a, it's kind of fabulous. Ooh, bridge on the road guy. Uh, how about this? The man who shot Liberty Valance. Wow. Jeez, I love that. Lee Marvin, and oh, that was good. Woody, ever, Woody ever Strode, Woody Strode. Lee Marvin, ever meet Lee Marvin? He seems quite a character. Oh, I'll bet he was. Well, you know my friend Bill Hart, Oliver Sholem, who just passed. Um, oh, Altered States. Was right? in Altered States, but Lee Marvin, what's the connection to Lee Marvin? Wait, wait, wait. Gorky Park. Gorky Park. Gorky, Gorky Park. Park. And so I knew it. Bill had some stories about Lee yes. Marvin after that a little bit, as I remember. But Lee Marvin, no, I never met him. But Point Break, I sure like. Uh, I like Cat Blue. Oh, I Cat didn't put Baloo's this great. on the list. Our family saw, I'm always do, I'm doing this now. I'm going, oh, that reminds me of another. I didn't put it on the list. Cat Blue. We saw in a theater. Do you know that movie? Jane Fonda. Stubby Jane Fonda, and he won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, Lee Marvin. He had that thing. He was a gunslinger, <laughs> right. half a, a fabulous gunslinger. Olds. Yes, and half a drunk, yeah. a drunken guy on a horse. Uh, but Stubby K and Nat King Cole would come in between scenes and sing, you know, Cat Blue, the, the, the Battle of Cat Blue. Is this annoying that we're just talking about movies? Is this good? Okay, okay I just want to make sure that it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, stop I feel me. like I'm, I'm just like nerding you. out with Because you, you know what sure else it's... we need to get to. I don't, I no, don't, no, no, no. and I have no particular See agenda. See Jurassic World, okay? No, we did. We did. <laughs> Jurassic World, that's our message. Okay. So, okay. Oh, there we go. But besides that, anything that you want to know about okay. anything, okay. Okay. or anything you want to know about Jurassic World, I'll tell you about that too. We'll, I'd be we'll happy to. We'll but yeah. uh, the man who shot Liberty. Oh, I said that. See it twice. Hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. Well, you know, it was the subject of the making of, the making of was the subject of that recent, what's his name, who did the nice series uh, depicting the two ladies, Joan Crawford oh, and Betty oh, Davis, yep, yep, yep. By, uh, played by? Uh, the, in, the, in the recent series? Susan yes. Sarandon and? Um, Susan Sarandon and? Thank you, Jessica Lange. And Jessica Lange. I thought they were cool. And uh, who's that, uh, that director who does those? Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Murphy. Of course, I did Glee. I did a couple episodes of Glee. Wasn't that also Ryan yes, Murphy? Yes, Ryan Murphy. Yes, so I, I ran into him. Uh, no one will know this. This was an early animated movie that we saw. I remember the day, you know, the day my sister and I saw it, called Gay Paree, P-U-R-R-E-E. -E. No, and it was done in the style of a kind of French impressionism, okay. a little bit, uh, and it was a, and it was musical, and it uh, and Robert Goulet was in it, as I remember. Uh, it was about cats, cats. It was uh, you know cat, uh, kitty cats. Uh, hey, how about this? this? Is, yeah. hmm? No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, unless you have any questions, Bob Bob Goulet. No. Uh, <laughs> 
we have well, to do, we're going to do a companion podcast parsing out what all of this means hey. afterwards. Hey, what was that show that Robert Smigel, who I love oh, doing, I love especially Smigel. in the Unsolved Comic Dog, did, where the pets, what was the name of that show? TV, not Funhouse, but it was a, show, a yeah. series where real dogs and animals and chickens would, would co-act with a co-star with puppets and people like Robert Goulet on one episode would come into it. It's kind of hilarious. We, we took mushrooms backstage right before this, so, so that's going to explain a lot Everybody's taking those mushrooms these days. Have, have you ever taken, I've never taken a real illicit drug, Jeff. Are you surprised to hear that? I know. <laughs> no. No. What no. would you recommend? Do you think in my... Uh, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, a what, guide, a what, shaman what, what, guide What do you your, have on you, right? <laughs> I, I don't have anything, and I'm straight as a, an arrow these low these last uh, few decades. But when I was here during that same period yeah. in the year 1971, so I was, it was the year I was in Two Gents, I experimented with um, three times with a, a, group of, uh, a, a little group of friends, um, Mescaline. Oh. So we took mescaline a few, few times, and then we took acid. Then we took acid in, in Brooklyn Heights once. Wow. wow. That was yeah. something, I'll tell you. Now, I was, now we're getting I, to the good I, stuff. I, yeah. I, I took it, yeah. and um, yeah. I was playing a conga drum. I went, I went nothing, not, I don't feel anything, nothing's happening. They put that record on the on the uh, on the photograph by the Rolling Stones, you know, uh, Gimme Shelter. Sure. So uh, it's just a kiss away, a kiss away, and I was playing the the uh, Congress, by the time that song ended. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had forgotten that I'd taken anything. It was sure. not like mescaline. Right. I was like, what's happening? And the lady of the house, and then I'll stop talking. I'm probably not doing myself any <laughs> service by disclosing all this. Um, uh, the lady of the house, because there was a bunch of guys, and I think the guy's girlfriend was there, and she, we'd sent out for pizza, and she, she offered me pizza, and I took a slice of pizza, and I went, Huh. <laughs> I watched it drop on the shag carpet, and she was like, oh, and I saw her dismay, and I was like, oh, no, and I tried to offer her money, and she said, no, 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 Jeff, that's okay. Anyway, but it turned out to be a kind of a, you know, as people have, you know, a kind of a, not bad thing, but no, kind but... of, you know, a kind of a cosmic... Yeah. But portal, portal but, into but, some, but something. But kids don't do it. Just don't do it. So no, even, yeah, yeah. Although all the kids are now microdosing, with, so and yeah. and with the kind of uh, blessing of many uh, new, you know, uh, uh, types saying, you know, this is a, you know, this is a, right. a therapy or right. a portal into something. And micro anyway, I know nothing about it. I haven't done it. Nor do I these days. My sister, I, you know, even when I go. I, I'm, I'm wild, and I kind of don't, uh, <laughs> as you can see, I'm plenty sure. you're, free You don't need anything, yeah, you're good. I'm open, yeah. I'm okay. I feel like this entire event could be part of the mescaline-inspired trip from 40 years ago that you had. It may be, yeah. <laughs> I may open my eyes and go, wow. Did I dream that 30 years, that 40 years? Maybe. In any case, okay, I'll continue before I... Um, discredit myself more. It's too late. See Jurassic World, by the way, guys. Yes, Dominion. yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, ah, yes. Dr. No, from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Happened right at the time that I needed to see it. I was crazy about Sean Connery and the, those movies. You could have uh, been a good Bond villain. What, what, have they ever come calling? I thought you were going to say James Bond. Uh, <laughs> well, they've never cast an American as Bond, have they? No, there's never been an American. 
The first, listen to this, as I go through, you know, the first Jimmy Bond that was depicted in a kind of a TV, you know, live drama, yeah. Barry, oh, I just forgot who it was. G G G G no, no, who? Barry Nelson really? was played by Barry Nelson, an American Jimmy Bond, and da da, huh. da da And then they went looking around for, and they cast Sean Connery in this movie version. That's how the story goes. That's right. Thank you, Barry Nelson. <laughs> yes. And then I saw our man Flint, the first, you know, right. kind of, you know, James and in, in yep. like Flint and uh, Lee J. Cobb, uh, you know, Death of a Salesman, uh, you know, uh, fantastic. You know, you can go and see, you know, him do his performance. Uh, with George Siegel playing Biff uh, Lohman. Uh, and uh, you know who plays Bernard in that? Is Gene Wilder. It's something to see. I like that a lot. We were putting Young Frankenstein backstage. That's a favorite. That's a perfect oh, yes, movie. yes, yes. And all things Gene Wilder. Fantastic. Well, the producers. We were talking about the producers, too. Yeah. With uh, Zero Mostel. That's right. Love that uh, movie. And you know, Mel Brooks uh, produced The Fly. He did? Brooks Films produced David Cronenberg's The Fly. And I met him on a couple of occasions. Um, uh, uh, stop me whenever you want. Pink Panther, the first time it was ever seen. Oh my gosh, with Clouseau and that, and that Henry Mancini score. Love that. Psycho. My friend Bobby D and I went to Leona and saw Psycho when it came out. I just saw a documentary about the shower scene and ran into Jamie Lee Curtis, who was on the cycle, you know, uh, you know, talking about Halloween as I was talking at CinemaCon about this. And we got to talk. We had a nice uh, talk about many things, including Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. Hey, how about Hard Day's Night, Richard Lester? Here, here's an interesting story. Richard Lester, I had a meeting with over some movie that I never wound up doing or, or he didn't want me to do. A very, a very early on, I was very young, and he said, and I was kind of bushy-tailed, and I, I said, you know, oh, well, things work out or something. I made some ref remark to that effect, and he said, yeah, he was kind of a wise, uh, uh, knowing uh, guy. He said, yeah, yeah, well, you know, like they, like they say, just when things, uh, just before... Just when things are are darkest, just before the yeah, just 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 when things it's darkest before the dawn. It's, it's just, yeah, things are always darkest just before they go completely black. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you see Jurassic World Dominion, if you choose to, <laughs> you'll see me do a line in it, uh, and I say to the first scene I have with Sam and Laura, the great Laura Dern and the great Sam Neill. Uh, I say to them, well, uh, just before, what's the line, just before things, it always is darkest, just before eternal nothingness. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I say that, it gets less of a laugh, of course, maybe that's all we already got. But anyway, I think I sort of su suggested it, and then Colin Trevorrow, the wonderful director, and I kind of tweaked the line. Anyway, I say that. So there's a, there you go, there's a kind of a... Well, let's let's a, do a little Jurassic Park talk, because I, I do want to... Uh, Put this away for now. We'll and, come uh, back to it, don't we'll you worry. Back to because it. you give, a, give me a good segue into both your history with Jurassic and, and bringing it up to date with Jurassic World Dominion. Um, I have a couple clips I want to show. I want to first show the introduction of your cat. I had no idea. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Oh, really? um, this is this. Uh, in case you've never seen Jurassic Park, yeah, right. Um, this is the first scene. This is your introduction in Jurassic Park. I want to look at this and then let's see what memories this conjures up for all of us if together. If you'd like, all right. If okay. Like. Here we go. Let's let's watch this together. So you two um, dig up dig up dinosaurs. 
well. Try to. <laughs> You'll have to get used to Dr. Malcolm. He suffers from a deplorable excess of personality, especially for a mathematician. Chaotician. Chaotician, actually. John doesn't subscribe to chaos, particularly what has to say about his little science project. Oh, swallow it, Ian. You've never been able to sufficiently explain your concerns. Oh, John, don't, don't, don't. Because the behavior of the system in phase space? A load, if I may say so, of fashionable number crunching. Yeah, I, I do wish yeah. you wouldn't do Dr. that. Dr. Sadler, Dr. Grant, you've heard, of, you've heard of chaos theory? No. No? Nonlinear equations? Strange attractors. Dr. Sadler, I, I refuse to believe that you aren't familiar with the concept of attraction. <laughs> I bring scientists, you bring a rock star. question how much of that is on the page but I, I'm talking about wardrobe I'm talking about mannerisms I'm talking about the flirtation not only with with dr. Sattler but dr. Hammond you're squeezing his leg there's clearly a history <laughs> take <laughs> I'll tell you everything let me see so first of all Steven Spielberg you know uh, hats off to uh, uh, giant and the genius of cinema because uh, that's all beautifully chosen and done and directed and everything like that. Um, uh, the great Richard Attenborough, of course, who we saw in The Great Escape. And, uh, and how about Seance on a Wet Afternoon? I'm not yeah. familiar with that I've one. never seen okay. it all the way through, but I must see that. It was a young Richard Attenborough, okay. and he plays with Kim Stanley, one of the uh, you know, pillars of, uh, and highly esteemed you know, early practitioners of uh, the cinematic arts and a kind of method, uh, uh, you know, exemplar. Um, in any case, uh, you know, uh, no, it was, it was all on the pay page. Uh, Dialogue-wise, my lad, did it say Malcolm laughs? Maybe, uh, but, uh, you know, and then somebody suggested recently, hey, were you trying to, to uh, laugh like a dinosaur, you know, <laughs> growl a little bit? No, I don't remember that. Um, but, uh, you know, so I laughed. I think the gum was my idea, maybe. You were talking about the chewing. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still <laughs> infatuated with uh, gums of all kinds. Um, the, uh, I do believe that Richard Attenborough, I had discovered that he was, you know, because, you know, you, the, the world falls into two, two categories of people. Some people with whom that doesn't do anything. Right, right. You, I already sense that yeah. it could, you know. <sighs> you know okay. So, so I realized he was particularly right. sensitive. Makes so, it all the more fun. You know, yeah. I either, yeah. I enjoyed either, you know, going, I may do it. I don't know when I'll do it. But, <laughs> and, you know, and I think to get him to jump, I thought that was an enlivening, interesting, you know, addition uh, as I played on that day as the time, you know, yeah. it came to fruition. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Yeah. Wardrobe-wise, did you have a lot of say in that, or was that did they did they tell you how many buttons the button on the shirts was there a? Uh, as I remember, here's what happens thirty years ago. But I think I see. You know, I'm nothing if not conscientious. So I started to work on the innards of the character and also from the outside in. And so it interests me even then uh, what I might uh, how I might outfit this uh, character. Maybe if you go back to the book, maybe something was written or in the script that he's in black or something. I don't know where he has a leather jacket. I'm not sure that that's the case. Maybe it describes something, but certainly not the full thing. And I went shopping. I went shopping and talked to, <laughs> talked to the person at Universal, because Stephen, I'd met him when I got hired, but then he was you know, away, and uh, and I had I was in, in touch with a universal costume person, and, but I w went there and said, look, look, look what I've got. I I think this might be it. Here's the look at this jacket I bought, and look at this these pants that I got. Look at these shoes that I got, and look at this little thing that I'm wearing, this turquoise thing. And look, I got a turquoise ring, and, and I, I think I did the whole and then and then I got a watch. Uh, that I showed them, and I think it all went. Here's the shirt. I think I purchased, without any disrespect to the wonderful costumier, <laughs> whom I'm sure we could find on the credits, um, uh, and I'm a person of, I'm sure, great accomplishment. Uh, uh, no, I think I, without trying to take credit sure. or anything away from anybody, I do believe I. I supplied that, and then I think he took Polaroids or whatever we did in those days and sent them to Mr. Spielberg, and uh, we got a we got a thumbs, thumbs up. up. And then I went on the set on the day when we met him there in Hawaii, and uh, and I think he went, yeah, yeah, that's right, that, that's right, or something like that, you know. Amazing. But on this one again, you know, Joanna Johnston was fantastic, but I once again was a little proactive um, uh, with her. Blessing and collaboration, and for instance, got this watch, which I wear in the movie, which I had done. It's black, matte black. I had specially, it's one of a kind. It's got the, it's got the Jurassic logo there, which I thought Ian Malcolm could have had. We, but right. by that time, that logo exists in that world, yep. and my initials I am Ian Malcolm are on the face of that. And it's a, it's a, it's worn by scientists. It's the Milgauss. It's the Rolex Milgauss, uh, who I, from what I understand, is used by scientists when they don't want to upset set the elect electronics around them and vice versa. So I will that. trade you this lovely vase of flowers for that, <laughs> that watch tonight. Uh, <laughs> we have a special treat for the audience. We have a clip that I don't think has been seen um, yet. This is your introduction with your old buddies, Sam, Neil, and Laura during the new film. This is a clip from Jurassic World Dominion. Well, let's uh, see getting, the, get, getting the gang back together. See Should there. we oh, see this? Oh, I guess if yes. So you have no choice in the matter, so you yeah. might as well say All yes. Right. Here we go. Let's take a look. Hey, I don't want to be rude to my friends. Thank you. Catch me on my way out. Thanks, everybody. Look at you. And look at me. And look at you. Wow, this is so trippy. You look like you're doing well. Well, I got five kids, you know, whom I adore more than life itself, so uh, expenses add up. You, Alan, are you, are you, uh, you have any family or? No. So, uh, I need to talk to you. Yeah, I need to talk to you, too, privately. Do you two talk a lot? Uh, he slid into my DMs. He did what? It's urgent, Ian. <laughs> what did you do? Seven minutes to midnight stuff. Uh, the doomsday clock might be about out of time, but as they say, it's always darkest just before eternal nothingness. <laughs> what? <laughs> there it is. 
Well, you can start, but I can start. I'll tell you, once Let's, again, Colin Trevorrow, it's the director, I'll tell you, you can't be, you know, even a little bit okay if the director isn't, uh, isn't doing a, a challenging, ambitious thing, which is, for instance, in this scene, to get the three of us back together in a pithy way, touch some dynamics that might be enjoyable and, uh, and make the whole thing work. Uh, Colin Trevorrow. He, he, he knows what he's doing. I, I, I enjoy that. I think he did a very nice job and uh, to see the three of us. Anyway, Sam, how about how handsome he was in the first and how handsome he is in this? You, you want to a crazy fact? Sam Neill is older than Richard Attenborough was in the first oh, film. <laughs> that is crazy. And, and, uh, and Laura Dern, how, how fantastic she is in the first one and now this. That's a... You know, it's an interesting thing to kind of play like that. It's like that boyhood movie, right? right. Where you intentionally <laughs> do part of the story, but here we are, part of the story, and now another part, and we don't need makeup. You know, we're, look at us. I, I will say one of the joys of this film is, this is these are not glorified cameos. These are like, you are integral to the story, and it's a, quite a balancing act. It's essentially an ensemble film, like from the it's current nice. cast and the legacy characters, however we want to term Whatever you guys. Whatever you call it, yeah. yeah they they give throw us in DeWanda Wise, who has a great role in this. The great DeWanda Wise yeah. is fantastic in this, and Mamadou Ache yep. is fantastic, and Campbell Scott uh, is fantastic, and... Um, and the returnees, of course, B.D. Wong. Yes. Fantastic. And um, rounding out his character arc, and Isabella Sarman, who's the daughter and who has a very interesting thing. She's wonderful in it. And Omar C., if you know, yes, how wonderful he is. Yeah. And then, of course, Deachin Lachman, who I enjoyed so much in uh, that Severance series oh, sure. that I just saw. Yeah. Oh, I dug that thing, and she's terrific. And, his, and um, Daniela Pineda and Justice Smith to round out the uh, crowd. It's a, a nice uh, a cast. And he is, yes, I think he did a neat thing to write something that includes us all, that gives us something logically to do, that is balanced, that uh, is satisfying in terms of how it closes out the stories of now these six movies. Uh, pretty, pretty good trick, you know. And he worked hard. Like I said backstage, I wouldn't want to have taken on yeah. what a guy like that does. Man, that's a giant mammoth undertaking and accomplishment, in my humble opinion. You also might not be able to tell it from his energy today, but this man has been traveling the world. Like, this has been a major, I mean, you know, as befits this kind of a movie, you have to do, put in the miles. And I know this from talking to you in the past, you're a homebody. You'd rather be at home with the family. So how do you create the oasis of Jeff Goldblum when you travel? Or how do you maintain happiness and joy and serenity as you travel the world, Jeff? Uh, well, not that I'm always successful, certainly not, because it is, yeah, you're right, it's good for me to get out of my comfort zone, because I, and it's not just my advanced years, you know, I, I think I always kind of wanted to, I was always a little bit, you know, stayed in my, in my zone. Um, uh, Emily, on the other hand, is a adventure boy she treasure she'll go with the drop of a hat any old place and be comfortable <laughs> like James Bond or something uh, but if I'm on the road well different things different you know the kids and Emily came with us when we shot that that helped that was a lovely experience to all be bubbled up because we were the first COVID uh, people out there uh, in those difficult times but Alexander Derbyshire would invented and uh, Pat Crowley invented our protocols. Um, so that, that helped. But here I am just for a couple of days. Well, the answer is um, <laughs> sleep. 
Sleep. Sleep. Sleep and focus. I'm kind of a good boy, and I, when they say, oh, after, my, uh, after I've discharged my obligations, I go, uh, well, you've got uh, stuff tomorrow to, uh, but come out and uh, play with us. Come out tomorrow. I go, no, I, yeah. I'm sorry, I'd, lo I'd love to, but I'm going to, I'm going to race home. I'm going to do my Microdose, mescaline, and just go straight to bed. <laughs> no. I'm going to get my room, some room service, yeah. and then I'm going to try to sleep, even though it's three hours early or really my time. I'm going to try to make myself sleep and then get a night's sleep. And then I had a couple of breaks today after I got a sort of adequate night's sleep, and I took a couple of naps. <laughs> Nothing wrong so that's with it. My, yeah. That's how I. Okay. And then nowadays a cup of coffee, and then I'm raring to go. I'm too chatty, you know, as you can see. Never. As, as you can tell, Jeff um, knows more about film than most human beings, short of Martin Scorsese and I don't even know who. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I like to listen to him. I just listened to a four, almost four hour podcast with him and Eli Roth talking about horror movies, yeah. which I loved no end. I, I eat that stuff up. So um, let's see how well you know your own IMDb. I'm going to name a character name. This is not, I'm not putting you on the spot, but I'm curious hey, if, good. You, if you. Okay, so. I like games of all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tricycle Man. I know, I, I know it exactly. Do you, would you have known it before? I wouldn't have, to be honest. Really? You I'm, looked rust, it up? I'm rusty on my. Oh. Well, we'll get there. Okay. Did, would anybody know that's anybody the name in the of my character that... in a movie? Wow. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's one of, I think, my, my high, high moments when I got to work with Robert Altman. That's right. It was in Nashville, which I think was, I, I, I intersected with him in one of his uh, um, uh, high points, uh, this movie, Nashville. Do, do you know the movie Nashville? Oh, under Nobody, sea. Wow. No wow. one in this audience. We're all going to rent it tonight. Hey, we'll I put it on the screen. I would, excuse me, if I just enjoy my, no, my little gum. Fun. We, we know the man around. lives to chew. It's okay. Yeah. Um, did, did you mesh with Altman's style? I mean, like, you know, you've worked with many different types, whether it's the Wes Anderson kind of very rigid kind of performing. Uh, uh, rigid in some way. Well, I wouldn't even call it rigid. Okay. Specific yes. and meticulous, although within it, mm, free. Free, artistically trustful, collaborative, and internally free and creative, and a beautiful experience. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Even though there are yeah, there are uh, demands. Yes. Oh, Jeff, I want you just symmetrically right there, not there. Let's do another one. Just get right there, and don't change the the to and. You know, I, I know, I know just what we want to do here, and so yeah. But then you do several takes, and he's and he gets it right. So it's a very beautiful little. Um, um, play time. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, guys, up here. I'm I've got an excess. <laughs> I've got an excess of personality. No, that's it's my perfect. Problem. It's perfect. Um, but that's not Altman, the way you described Wes. No, Altman has another. Although Wes Anderson, I believe, kind of loves uh, sure. uh, many things about Altman and um, creates shooting experiences that are not unlike the communal. A uh, wonderful experience that was Altman's. He also goes to mm, exotic places or interesting places and has the cream of the crop um, actors and crew around him and considers the shooting of the movie as important as the result. He goes, and that's why he invited everybody to dailies every night. Right. And it would be a kind of a party because, look, he says, this is our movie. Once we'll, we'll wake it into something good. But this is our work. Let's enjoy our work because all of it's going to disappear someday, the final product and all of this. So this is what we're doing. We're, we're kind of making up a reason to be together. 
and to play together and uh, you know with something that gives us passion you know uh, that, you know and so so Wes Anderson I think does something like that too it's just a delicious uh, experience it's interesting the way you described that experience back on Altman especially because you told me a couple of years ago that you kind of had a major change in philosophy of the like way you approached acting me? yeah that no. you that, that you that you want to be a little bit more playful a little bit less I don't know you tell me maybe maybe you've gone back now to, was there a shift at some point in terms of like a major shift in terms I'd, of I'd say an evolution. I'm a humble student and I've constantly been trying to develop. Sandy Meisner said you can, you have to work for 20 years before, continually before you can even call yourself an actor. And then if you get lucky enough to get chances, you keep improving right. possibly and you keep progressing. I took it to heart and so I'm trying to do that and I feel like maybe I am. So I'm developing, each thing is, uh, uh, I'm evolving and developing. Um, um, like when and you I was see gonna the, tell you, you see, I'm gonna yeah, tell you, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, when you see the early work, do you see, do you kind of groan? Do you say like... Oftentimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could do better. I could do better in a lot of different ways. I'll tell you. I just did a, you know, f a few years ago, a DVD special interview about Into the Night. Oh, and yeah. and for, for it, I was conscientious and looked at it again and went, oh boy, here, okay, specifically. But gah, 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 and then told them in the interview, I said, here's what I would, here's how I think I could improve it if I did it now. Although everything is, you know, has to be accepted for what you can do when you can do it. Uh, that's part of how you uh, grow, the, the growth process. So, um, first of all, Altman, yes, is, uh, uh, is, was different, but he played with different things. He did plays, he did different, he was always experimenting, you know, he was prolific, of course, as you know. Uh, and during Nashville, he had the script as a blueprint, mm. and it was a lot of improvisation was going on and kind of, you know, he was uh, somebody not like Hitchcock or somebody, an, or a painter, he was painterly, who would kind of work the whole thing out and then render it. He was like, let's see the canvas, here are the things, let's start putting paint on and see what happens, and you're the actors, let me see what I'm going to photograph, you tell me, you know, very like that, but really, really artful and just great and educational and I loved it. It kind of gave me a... An, you know, an education early, early on about a lot of things. Um, how I've developed is just maybe in a few different ways, but let's just talk about for a second um, uh, the fact that, you know, I you know, can hold my head up. I not only took some classes and exposed myself to Lee Strasberg, took a Stella Adler course, uh, Harold Clerman I heard, and so uh, I know about method, I know what you're after, and then I taught for a couple of decades. So from the inside out, I believe I know what they're after and how to make use of yourself uh, in an authentic and personal uh, way. Um, um, and I think I miss at least the way I early on for the first couple of decades probably um, practiced acting was a little too overemphasizing of the preparation and getting into a state of some kind and this is the one piece of the puzzle which is emotional preparation. It, it occurred to me I misunderstood or maybe had got it into my mind that in order to be worthy of attention or to make the scene work I had to get into some extraordinary condition of openness that wasn't readily available to me somehow and emotionality that must be... And, you know, maybe I was experimenting with myself and needed to 
you it's know, almost like you have to like pay a penance to practice, like, yes, <laughs> like I you probably, have to suffer for your I art. I probably had to practice to learn how to become open, yeah. ways to open myself up to, to the incoming and the outgoing, and to. So anyway, I would, I would, I would do things that then I kind of dr dr dropped. I mean, I'll do anything now to case by case basis to solve a scene or a moment or a or an obligation artistic creatively. But generally, I trust myself more. This, I think, is kind of earned after you kind of just work, work at it, work at it. You trust yourself more. I'm a little freer. And, um, and I go, hey, you know, I have in me to solve whatever it is. If I don't, I don't. Right. And uh, I'll work as hard as I can. But uh, I think I can show up. I'm conscientious, and I do many different things in preparation. But... I let myself alone, a little more alone, and it occurs to me if I were teaching, I'd say, you know, this, this is, it's not rocket science, and it is pretending. So yes, you may get real mad, real sad, or real glad, possibly, but um, it's acting, and it's pretending, and so play. And uh, that makes me feel free. Of course, everybody does it differently. You right. know, I, I can't quibble with Daniel Day-Lewis. You know, whatever he does or did uh, is Jake with me. <laughs> And everybody solves it differently, but I do see people who I think are, I, 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 you know, I could say, uh, you know, I think, I think what you're aiming at is kind of a glamorous, cliched idea of how, how we work, and I don't know that it's paying off. Hey, death is cured. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, that's why I'm, I'm not criticizing anybody, but just for myself, that's kind of what, it's, what, I've, uh, what I've come to currently open to new discoveries as we continue, if I ever get any chance again. I hope you're on West Coast time, because I'm just like a third of the way into this, man. I, I Good, let's... Uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, uh, new Jersey. You play New Jersey in... Come on, guys. Someone's a, someone's a fan of this one. What's a great cult movie about 84? Wow. These guys know nothing about me. They think... <laughs> they think at this point I'm still John Turturro. Or... <laughs> Okay. It's J-E-F-F-G-O-L-D-B-L-U-N. You can look, look me up. I've done some, some work as an actor. No, no. It, <laughs> they're overwhelmed by your presence. I get it. No, they're sweet. Uh, no, um, um, who, who, who needs to know this? No, New Jersey, also known as Sid Zweibel from the same movie, uh, uh, is uh, in Buck Rubanzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Beautiful, uh, that beautiful piece of work. I was an odd Jersey, piece of work, yeah. but, uh, but delicious. John yeah. Lithgow just going for John it. John Lithgow. Oh my. We're palsy. I, I adore John Lithgow. Jeez. He, he, he sends me a Christmas card. That's a Christmas card, which he draws. You know, he's a very talented, Ooh. gifted artist. And he, he makes these Christmas cards, which he sends out. Just fantastic. It just yeah. annoys me that, that uh, in this age of all, look, legacy sequels that we've seen, and you've been a part of them, that Buckaroo Bonsai, one of my true loves, has never gotten the Really? The well, people have, you know, and uh, have, thank you, have said it's got a devoted, maybe a cult, smallish yeah. uh, coterie of fans and followers. Um, and um, Earl MacRouch, who wrote it, and W.D. Richter, uh, had some things in mind up their sleeves if they had been called upon. I don't think it sold enough tickets uh, to require uh, any follow-up. Uh, I'll just give some love to this because it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, one of a, a handful of perfect movies. What's all this muttering? What, what, what? No, The, the Fly. <laughs> Seth Brundle and The Fly. Yes, sir. Um, which is David Cronenberg back 
I mean, as, as he should be. I love David Cronenberg. So, uh, I ran into him recently at the Venice Film Festival as we were showing the mountain there, and we had a tete-a-tete, and then my wife got a hold of his information and invited him to our backyard surprise to surprise me for a birthday party Aww. a couple of years ago. Now, he showed up. I was like, well, oh, David, David. <laughs> that was fantastic, but I want to see his new movie. Have you seen it? I have. It's excellent. It's back into his body horror, as it were, yeah. I can't wait to see it, because I love Kristen Stewart, who's she's, in it. She's, she's doing a thing in it, and I love it. Oh, She's my gosh. I love her. And who else is in it? Uh, Vigo, Vigo Mortensen, Leia Seydoux. Leia Seydoux. Leia Seydoux, who I knew crossed paths with because of Wes Anderson. She had a little part in uh, the Grand Budapest Budapest Hotel. Hotel. Mm -hmm. So we were all there in, you know, Garlic, Germany. Yes, yes. I know you have a velociraptor from Jurassic Park, but do you have a a telepod from from, uh, The Fly? Who owns those? (laughs) I don't know. A telepod, you know, those things were enormous. Well, you... What would I be doing with a telepod? <laughs> no. I'm not Mr. Memorabilia anyway, you know, I, I kind of... But you do have a velociraptor, that is true. I, mean, that, I do not jest. You don't jest. You heard it somewhere, possibly. Oh, is it not true? Is it it's one of those old well, wives' tales? Oh, no, is, no, no. This no. is a talk show story that's not true. This is no, one of those... No, not necessarily. You know, recently, I've been asked about it, and I... I expanded on it a little bit whimsically and said it was a giant thing that I built a, <laughs> it was in a wing of my home with a light on it. But, uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Mr. Steven Spielberg gave a few of us, I believe, uh, it's, uh, you know, it was a kind of bread box version of a, a glass or plastic case with a beautifully Stan Winston, the Oscar winning yeah. um, maker of those uh, animatronics. Yes, I think rendered a, a velociraptor and it's there. Oh, yes, yes. You lost it, is what you're saying. You can't find it, and you're feeling guilty. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I cherish it. <laughs> if, if my house were burning to the ground, I would race in and get that wine item. That's the only thing. I, I run out with that velociraptor. Oh, yes. It's quite an image. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I know this crowd has seen some of your recent work in... I doubt it. <laughs> Based on their, their uh, tests, de- testing so far. Yeah. Um, Thor Ragnarok, anybody? Like. There you go. Uh, you're too kind, you're too kind. Um, hey, what line is this? I was going to say to them, can you prove it to me? What's that from? It's a line from a movie. Come on, come on. We've just done nothing but disappoint you tonight, Jeff. <laughs> It's, a, it's about a, a creepy moment in Raging Bull oh, okay. when Jake LaMotta says, you know, she's, how old is she? Well, she's 18. Can you prove it to me? <laughs> you know, creepy. But, but, but Scorsese, I love. Hey, I love that King of Comedy movie. Oh, so good. Yeah, I love that. Speaking of Jerry Lewis, hey? I have no segue back, but Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, Grandmaster. Yes. What can I tell you? Why have we not seen more of Grandmaster? Everyone's getting a Disney Plus show. Where is your Disney Plus show about the Grandmaster? I don't know. <laughs> me. Maybe I used up my Disney Plus with the world, according to Jeff Goldblum. You know, I got well, there's that. 22 episodes of that. Um, well, thank you so much. Well, Taika, you know, that may stand as a singular... No. I think we may stand pat, you know, to, to, uh, um, with what we offered of the Grandmaster in Ragnarok. Um, in Ragnarok, you know who I just heard from? I, I hate to brag or name drop. No, the, why stop now? From, <laughs> from, from uh, Thor Ragnarok. You want me to just list the cast of Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Hmm? Tessa Thompson, what am I doing? What's happening? Anybody can throw out a name. I shouldn't. I, uh, this is indiscreet of me. What? 
No, Taika I'm in touch with, and I adore him, and we had a great time on that, and I can tell you about him, but no, one of the actors. I love Tom Hiddleston. No, no. He was very good, by the way, with uh, trivia games on the set. We had uh, no end of fun. Hopkins. Who? Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I wish. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk to him. I, I adore Anthony Hopkins. Who? Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> I can't believe as I sit here that I know personally that I've ever been in proximity to Kate Blanchett. <laughs> and, 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 and today, we were, in, we were in touch and she said, she said uh, hey, can you uh, make a, uh, there's a friend of mine who uh, you know a little bit, and it's her birthday, can you make a video? So at the, uh, at the Jimmy Fallon show, I said, hey, put the, my, my uh, David Cox who's there who fixes up my hair so beautifully and uh, all these, uh, all these uh, presentations uh, is my, is my uh, videographer. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I said, happy birthday, Bob, Bob, Bob. So, yeah. I'm just, I'm just bragging. I'm just bragging. Who, who's, who's, but don't you love Kate Blanchett? Oh, Come the on. Best. Oh, my God. I saw her on stage here at BAM mm -hmm. doing uh, Blanche Dubois. Right. That was the best. I've seen several versions of that, but boy, that's the best Blanche Dubois I ever saw. Oh, um, we have some audience questions. Before we get to that, I'm, uh, this is something I've always been curious about. Do the, in other countries, when they dub Jeff Goldblum parts, do they sound like you? Do they hire an actor that has the affectation of Goldblum? Or is there one guy that does Goldblum in France? And I Spain? think that's what happens. And you know, I kind of don't, uh, don't uh, avail myself. I mean, with no disrespect, and I'm sure they're very good. And from what I heard, I just, you know, we were in Mexico City, and then we went to uh, London, and then we went to Cologne, Germany. And I said, so why, what's the current practice here? How many of these you know, screens will be with um, dubbed versions and how many? And I think the answer that came back, I don't know if it was definitive, but I think the answer is in many countries, mostly dubbed, mostly dubbed. I mean, I like to see if I go on, uh, and I'm no snob, here and there, but uh, but I like <laughs> I like to see. I, I really don't like to see. I don't yeah. want to see La Dolce Vita, you no. know, with uh, somebody, uh, you know, yeah. speaking the English. No, I like to hear their thing. <laughs> plus, which plus which for me, even in English speaking movies, I like to read along. Oh yeah. I don't know if anybody's with me. Oh, yeah, I'm with I you. like to read. Yeah. I actually like to read. I don't want to miss a thing. I want to. I, I, I like those words. And, yeah. Hey, I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yes, I think they have, and in some countries, I do believe they have repeat castings of uh, some some guy. But I don't, I haven't, unless I come upon them, I don't seek them out and kind of don't hear them. I'm sure they're fine and dandy. Let's see what this audience has for you. Um, okay. And then, are you going to get to that yeah, other Yeah, we're going to end with that. Really? Okay. I mean, if you have nowhere to go. Well, everywhere. You know, we could talk, I'm sure, for a long time <laughs> until I run out of steam, you know. Okay. But, uh, but yes, he had, a, he had an assignment for me, which I fulfilled. I'll we'll show you how. <laughs> would, you rather, would you rather fight a chicken every time you get into a car or fight a lion once a year? Ah, uh, we, we found the culprit. Question. We found the culprit. It's whimsical. It's, it's whimsical and hilarious. Give it to me again. Yes. Uh, would you rather fight a chicken every time you get into a car or fight a lion once a year? That's ridiculous. Okay, let me see. <laughs> Every time I get into a car, I have to fight a chicken. I certainly would. These, these are two, you know, the, the lesser of two evils, I believe. This is the, in the, yeah. the file, uh, a heading. 
I certainly wouldn't want that. But I would forgo the automobile. I would forgo, I'd find another way, you know. Come on, Jeff, walk or get on a bicycle. So I would avoid the chicken. So that's my answer to that. So that might be a good kind of uh, lemons into lemonade, unless I was going to take a big trip, and then I don't know what I'd do. Uh, the lion business, oh, come on. No, that's, we don't hey, that. Hey, if Jurassic Park teaches us anything, it's that human beings uh, have no, even though we've seen it in circuses, and Clyde Beatty, you know, I, w I believe was a famous name, who went, look, look what we humans can do. And the lions will do our bidding. Uh, you know, as we learned from, uh, from uh, uh, Grizzly Man, uh, directed Werner Herzog, by Werner Herzog. Herzog yeah. you, know, uh, you know, or uh, I believe uh, Siegfried and Roy, uh, finally. <laughs> they, we must coexist peacefully. Oh. And if they're not meant to, uh, you know, if what they do is they eat us sure. uh, or, or, or kill us, stay away. Let them have their own space. So I would not pick... That. So I'm picking the chicken, which I would avoid and walk and ride the bicycle. Wow. Okay. Um, well, this... thorough and well, well, uh, well, uh, and this, thoughtful answer. This comes from uh, we, we've already made the acquaintance of, of Natalie, our peony expert in the audience. Uh, if you really? could, if you could play another character in the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World franchise, who would who would it be and why? Well, of course, I wouldn't want to take a part away from anyone, and, and certainly I'm, uh, I'm only right. What the heck is this? Oh, and I, oh these are keep questions. Keep on coming. That someone was storming the stage. Yep. Uh, and, um, and I'm, of course, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm only, you know, I don't know, is acting becoming such that we can only really, should only rightfully play the parts that we're intended for. Uh, sure. So, I wouldn't want to take a part away from anybody else, uh, unless, well, you know, well, I suppose, I suppose, um, in another version, of course, you can't get better than Richard Attenborough, but I suppose oh. I'm, I'm coming into the age, as you said, <laughs> oh, probably older than, than Richard Attenborough was, you know. Sean, I, would, I might be cast as a different variation of right. a, an eccentric, uh, <laughs> kindly, uh, but misguided yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, entertainer, uh, John Hammond. Yeah, hey, okay. Okay. hey, okay. yes, yes, yeah. This is a little bit of like a, like a dance monkey kind of a question. But damp monkey? Well, not damp, dance, dance. Dance uh, monkey? Not dance, dance. Dance. Dance monkey. Yeah. Meaning it's a request for you to perform for us. So oh, I, I feel like putting dance. you on the spot. Oh, yeah. But Karen does say I love you and says, could Where's you this Karen of whom you speak? Karen, hi Karen. Oh, Karen. oh wow, front row Karen. Hello, could, Karen. Karen wants you to demonstrate the sound of a, of a velociraptor. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you want? You wanted me to do that part. That's an unusual thing. Can anybody else do that? Conan O'Brien kind of taught me that. And I think he got it from Bob Hope. You don't go it's not it's with the back of your throat which you must relax and go should we all try to do it together sure. we can is anybody succeeding really it feels good yeah. i believe it feels good it's a bit of a a massage a, an auto massage our time is dwindling let's end with this no not then <laughs> I did ask you, I had an assignment for you. I asked you for a comfort movie. 
And I gave you, do you remember what I gave you? You gave I me a list. I you came gave me like back six or with, seven. with lists. And I have, I brought the on the oh back of God. one of these. Now listen, you, I'll give you what I gave him, and then I'll now we'll give, zero in on the one. On give the you one, one okay. he chose. Okay. Okay. I said because I think com I think what you meant by comfort it is means whatever you want it to. Well, mean. It, it mushes me all up. That's first of all, it does make me feel good, and I've seen them multiple times. These movies, uh, The Dresser. Do you know that movie with um, Albert Finney and Tom Courtney? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a, a love letter to theater and to theater actors, and oh, it breaks me up. I love that movie. Uh, the Elephant Man, oh. David Lynch's beautiful movie. Great movie. I've seen that over and over again. That, um, that I'm crying at the end of that with that, with that beautiful music, Adagio, uh, and, uh, and then Anthony Hopkins, you know, Dr. Treves, you know. Did you, you know, John, did you, did you enjoy? Did you enjoy it tonight? Yes. Yes, thank you ever so much. You know, da 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 da. da. Oh, it's dreadful. <laughs> yeah, may I ask you a question? Yes. Do you, can I be cured? We, we have a cure. No, John. No, John. I don't think we do. I thought not. I thought not. Oh, God. And they say goodbye. And then he looks at the picture that he likes the picture. And he's finished his, his, his uh, model of the spiritual church that he can see just a bit of out the window. He's finished it. And now he knows that if he tries to lay his head down on the pillow, he'll die. But he goes, I, I saw the theater once. It was so enchanting. I've made my thing. I go to lay down on my pillow and they play that thing. Oh my God. And then his mother comes to him in that dream. David Lynch is a genius. Love him. So that's one, but he didn't choose that. You've ruined the movie for everybody here. <laughs> oh yes, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The Apartment, which oh, I've well, said, yeah. I've loved it. Who knows the theme musically to that movie? Da, 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 da. Sing it with me. Okay, never mind. And uh, then I said Wizard of Oz, which I, even though my kids are too scared to go through the whole thing, I love. I could see it over and over again. And here's the one he chose. A, a, a Serious Man. Wow. <laughs> Chris Walken, I believe that was Chris Walken. Wow. 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 So okay, anyway, that's the one we're going to talk about. This is from the Coen brothers. Do you know that movie? Who knows that movie? There we go. Okay. Not too many. Many okay. have to see, which is oh. good. You have, I envy your, your journey You're about ahead to of discover you. something wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's part of a series, I mean, a, a put upon men that has recurred throughout the uh, Coen brothers' works, I would say. Yeah. Um, yes. what, what, what attracts you to this one? This is maybe, some have said this is their most personal work in a way. It takes place in Minnesota. It's maybe their Jewiest of their work. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. What do you love about A Serious Man? I love it. I loved it when it first uh, came out. Um, and I just saw it again, uh, during which I took notes. Um, uh, so I could answer that question um, uh, thoroughly. Um, well, I love, you know, that's kind of my, I think they're the and I've met them now, and they've, you know, I hope, geez, I'd love to work with them. Yeah, why has that not happened? Have you ever come close to working with the Cones? They've said, here's what happened. I hate to pass this on if it's indiscreet, but at the last time I ran into both of them, they separately said, oh, we should, can't, I said, oh, from your mouth to heaven's ears, let's, you know, I'd love to do something with you. I adore this and that and this and that. So, uh, we haven't done anything, but... Um, and are they going to work together again? I know. It doesn't yeah, I know. sound I like it. The, I know. The Macbeth and all this stuff. But, um, you know, so it's, it's um, not only th them and their sensibility, but um, 
it's kind of there that we're similar ages. So I was bar mitzvahed, um, like that kid, around that year, around those same years uh -huh. in a suburb of Pittsburgh. Yep. So the whole thing is a little bit, um, you know, uh, deliciously familiar to me. Michael Stuhlbarg, oh, I did, amazing. I adore. He's, uh, he's, he's brilliant. I did the pillow man with him. So we spent many, many days together. I remember the first reading and I didn't, I was not familiar with him or his work. We had a reading, a read through, you know, different actors, you know, approach read throughs differently. Sometimes mm, acting, no, no, we're going to read the He kind of came full without being external, fully realized and entirely internally supported and rich uh, a, a characterization of this, a, a version, a performance of that thing that was stunning. Uh, he's great. So I love him. Um, Do you know, I just learned this literally the other day. You know who almost, who was up for that role? Oh, that's, I, I remember the two names and I was trying to remember, I just read that. What role were those two guys up for? Yes. And now you remind me. Of, now remind me of those two guys. Wait a minute. Wait I only a minute. have one in my. In my oh, area. I know. Okay. One was somebody I was talking about today, who was um, the podcast man, uh, who was, um, and I did his podcast. Of course, the wonderful comedian, who Jimmy Fallon was saying, "Oh yes, he was the, oh, he's the greatest." Oh, Mark Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Maron. He was up for that, and. This, this is a much, I mean, I love Mark Maron. Oh, Marin, oh but, I know. Yes. Patton Oswald is the name. That. Those are the two names I, <laughs> I read about. I have about. a third contender for you. Who That's going to rock your world. Who? Mark Rylance. I love Mark Rylance. Of course I you mean, do. Everybody does too now, uh, you know, in the movies and his Oscar winning performances. Um, I saw him on stage. Jerusalem? And he's a stage yes. animal. Yeah. Uh, I mean that in the best sense. Oh my gosh, I'd never seen anybody function and live on stage. Like Mark Rylance, he did Labette. I saw Labette. Did anybody see that? Oh my golly, that my comes out with his mind like, oh my, but he's entirely free and living there and just, I couldn't believe it. Went backstage and said, oh, he was, oh, we talked a little bit. Wow, what a guy. Hey, he would have been great. Well, Michael Stilbar, great, great, great. Remarkable. Yeah, remarkable. We have to release you. Do you have anything, any final thoughts? Do you want to, you have a close, do you, do you have a closing argument? Do you have I, a? Yeah, I do, but I, I can, you, you don't want to hear, here, should I run? Here, I, you, you're I the one that has notes. to go. I, I'm okay. here. Here's what I put down as I was watching it. Okay. First of all, that first quote that they have, you know, receive what happens with simplicity by Rashi. It's the, it begins that movie. Then of course, I love Fivish Finkel. I love that whole Yiddish <laughs> part. It's great. Um, Simon Helberg, I went to school to the neighborhood playhouse with his father. Um, uh, Sandy Helberg um, plays Rabbi Scott, look at the parking lot, fantastic. Adam Arkin has been a friend of mine for years. I think he's spectacular in that. As the lawyer, uh, he got, they, she wants to get a get. A what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, and uh, and you know, and who's she going with? Yeah, she's she, she, she's going with this other guy. Who? Cy Abelman. Cy Abelman. Cy Abelman. Oh, yeah. And then they say, and then his brother, you know, the great Richard Kind, yes. gets into the trouble at the place. He's he's his sebaceous cyst. He's uh, draining, and he's working on the mentaculus, but. But he gets in trouble with the police, and now they have to, he had the same lawyers are not only gonna handle the, the divorce, but the brother's case. And he goes, well, what do we do? He goes, well, Ron Meshbesher <laughs> is very good. He goes, really, how is that expensive? He goes, Ron is not cheap. Ron is, Ron is not cheap, I have to be honest with you, et cetera, et cetera. And then, 
What's his name? Michael Lerner, with yes. whom I worked a couple of times in a couple of movies, comes in, has a heart attack in that scene. Uh, <coughs> you know, it's fantastic. Um, oh, my gosh, when they're trying to bribe him. You know, this is all spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But if you have seen it, this is why I loved it. They're trying to bribe the grade and, you know, Oh my God, what a, what a thing. Uh, and you know, he's teaching physics and the mystery of the dead cat paradox and Cy Abelman by Fred Melman. Fred Spectacular. This is a wine, this is not a, this is not a Moken David, uh, Larry. This is a, and he's hugging him. Oh my God, fantastic. Richard Kind, oh my God, on Curb Your Enthusiasm and all that stuff. But the production design, the score by, you know, a Carter Burwell, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. fantastic. Roger Deakins shot it. Uh, this is a masterful work. This isn't a Mogan David. This isn't a, this is a, um, and, uh, but da 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 Oh, actions have consequences. The theme of the movie, as, as appears in those Coen Brothers thing, are fantastic. And actions have consequences. It's a biblical, you know, mm -hmm. uh, thing. And be a good boy, finally. And if you do something, if you violate your integrity, and he finally takes the bribe for the, to change the grade, immediately he's beset with a cancer notification, and the, the hurricane is going to come and destroy the town, possibly. So, ba 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 what's going on? F troop. He's trying to get dad. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go up on top of the roof where he gets that perspective? It's all about him getting another spiritual or physical perspective on the neighborhood and the, and the way. And because we wanted F Troop is coming in fuzzy. Who is in F Troop? Forrest, oh, Larry, Larry Forrest Storch. Tucker, Wasn't Larry, Storch? Larry Storch, Ken Barry. I, I loved F Troop. It was right around, around my period. I was watching F Troop. Um, oh, that's a great song, Dem Milner's Traum. Uh, that, that, that sings, is sung over and over, is haunting and, and fantastic. Uh, the, oh, the neighbors, uh, the deer hunting neighbors mowing the lawn. Uh, oh my God, fantastic. Uh, Arlen, who comes in at the office, who's talking about tenure, you know, <laughs> hilarious scenes, hilar hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you put more effort into this than I did. Like you, look at your notes. Uh, I take an assignment seriously. Wow. Rabbi Nachner with the guy's teeth. Yeah. The story about the guy's teeth. Fantastic. The Jolly Roger. He starts staying at the Jolly Roger. Uh, Santana Abraxas, the guy. He calls him. You know, we were gonna get get you to, to pay this. Again, because you Santana Santana Abraxas. He says, I, I didn't. I didn't listen to Santana. I didn't order Santana Abraxas. No, I don't want Santana Abraxas. You know, he's having a breakdown. You know, Rabbi Marshak is finally, you, you should see Marshak. He's the old guy. And then the uncertainty principle. And Mrs. Samsky, of course, the Amy Landecker, yep. is who he sees next door, goes over. She's going, do you know about the new freedoms? And she's, and he gets high and da-da-da-da. And that's when the, the cops show up. Oh, we have another their... page. Here we go. It's all. It's, uh, right, so let me just discharge this uh, yeah, as yeah, long yeah, as yeah, I do. Yeah. The new freedoms. Ah, uh, my God! I'm, I'm, uh, oh, you know, truth is done. Well, now you're self-editing. Now? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I've already covered this. No, the the song, the Jefferson Airplane, mm. the airplane. You know, you got, and the the Grace Slick, those lyrics, when the truth is found to be lies, uh, and the hope within you dies. Great, great. <laughs> Dark and great. Finally, be a good boy. The tornado. There's our Roger Deakins. That's it. That's it. That's it. I want it. No. Oh, yes. Yes, give us up. Give us up. Well, that's all I want to do. I, I hope. Me, I'm hope putting you... these back for another day. <laughs> these I'm putting back for another day.
I hope you guys have enjoyed this ride through Jeff Goldblum's brain for a few hours. Let's see. Um, I know that. I know that. Thank you. I know that you've stimulated me, overstimulated me with your open intelligence, and you've overstimulated. So I hope I haven't been too chatty or excessive. Impossible. Let's see. Did I say anything that I shouldn't have? No. Of I course, think I, yes. I of think course not. you did. That's why it was so lovely. Yeah, I think it was um, okay. As if you needed another reminder, Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> Check yeah. it out. Opens this Friday. You there know, you go. Um, and Jeff, you're my favorite human on the planet. You're the most interesting man on the planet. I love you, man. You Horowitz. I love you Horowitz. Um, We'll do this again sometime. We must. Thank you again for your time tonight, guys. Jeff Goldblum, everybody. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 